0: This week got a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we are Shinning the Movies. Hello and welcome to an exciting mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm your best friend, Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. And this week, hot off the heels of last week's episode, where we discussed Shin Godzilla, a complete reimagining of the Godzilla mythos from the point of view of useless government bureaucrats. This week, we are going to be shinning our own movies. <laughs> what movie do you want to see get the shin treatment? We're going to go around the horn and we'll get started. John, why don't you begin? John, what movie do you want to get the shinning? in?
1: <laughs> Shin Demolition Man. Mm. Ooh, 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 because yes. you're, you've already kind of got the... That's the thing is the... Uh, in the Godzilla franchise, there was always that element of seeing how the government reacts. But then in the Showa era, it got more into like, but what if also space aliens had to fight spies? And it just yes. went like into silly territory. But I think that Demolition Man already has that nugget of seeing the government and its inner workings... But it's very silly. It's obviously very, like, satirical and over-the-top, but I would love to see, like, that kind of a society where, like, it's not trying to poorly do a RoboCop riff, you know what I mean? Like, I I like Demolition Man, but it is a lesser satire to something like RoboCop.
2: Of course. Well, Uh, their
1: satires are in different things, too, yeah. They're definitely, their targets are very different, but also their, like, their execution, their, like, level of quality of the execution is, like, there's just such a huge gulf. Um, Right,
0: well, well, RoboCop is, like, a satire of, like, uh, consumerism and also of violent action movies, but it is still on its own a violent action movie and, like, very good at being that. Yeah. Whereas... Uh, and it it really is very sly, kind of about its satire in a lot of ways. Whereas Demolition Man is like, oh boy, wouldn't it be funny if you couldn't use toilet paper no more? Exactly, yourself? like it is it is
1: <laughs> right up to the edge of like slipping on a banana peel to a slide whistle sound effect. Yeah. Yes. Like it
0: like based on when it came out like that, if that movie had starred like Michael Keaton, it would have been like a big wacky farce. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And that's the thing. Like like in Shin Godzilla, they are. It is still very much a satire of the failures of the Japanese bureaucracy like that. That element is still there. It's not like, again, I keep going to RoboCop. It's not like the RoboCop reboot with Michael Keaton, where it's just like they just took all the satire out. And just made, like, a stupid self-serious Robocop movie. What I would want from Demolition Man is still something that, like, very much satirizes, like, basically a utopia that is arrived at through brutal force. And then what happens next? Because, like, there is still, like, a very, like, heavy surveillance state marked with, like, roving, uh, like, peacekeepers in very, like fascistic uniforms and, like, sure. conformity is very, like, uh, like, enforced very heavily on that society. But we are, like, past the generation where that was established. You know what I mean? And I would like to see, like, what does that society look like after it has had, like, a good 30 or 40 years to just, like, set itself up and then have fucking S- Sylvester Stallone just Fucking swear punching every idiot in the face.
0: (laughs) I mean, I I am excited about a Shin Demolition Man, specifically just for Wesley Snipes' Simon Phoenix to walk into San Angeles, stand perfectly still in the middle of it, and then just... (laughs) Be the Joker for two hours while people try and figure out how to deal with it.
1: And I think that that structure would still work very well, where just like, where yeah, uh, he is the Godzilla of this movie, and like uh, Sylvester Stallone is our Yaguchi, like trying to navigate all of this, like alien new norms, while also like, oh no, oh no. The unfrozen serial killer is two hours outside of our main metropolitan <laughs> yeah. area. They they do explore that a little bit in
0: Demolition Man, like, especially initially, like when he just like wipes the floor with like eight cops and like murders them. And they're all just like, we've never been trained to deal with this. What do we do? And like to see that taken to like... Uh, uh, an even larger more bureaucratic extreme like i want to see the like four hour cabinet meeting where they decide which brutalistic former cop to unfreeze to stop him <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah
2: that's great i love it
0: patrick what movie would you like to get the shin treatment
2: i'm gonna go with shin volcano from uh, with oh, tommy lee jones wow. i really want to see the like not bur- shin dante's peak Nah, not Dante's Peak. And the reason for that is because... Lava versus ash, buddy. (laughs) I feel like there's so many more discussions to be had about getting permission to do things (laughs) in Volcano.
0: Oh, for sure.
2: Oh, can we route the lava
1: into the uh, dried up riverbed?
2: I don't know. Let's ask the planning board.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With Volcano, you've got the lava that is spewing out. With Dante's Peak, it's just a slow moving cloud. Right, and Dante's Peak is like a small town with very
2: little, like, government happening. It's mostly, like, Pierce Brosnan and the other scientist lady. It's Pierce uh,
1: Brosnan teaching scientist ladies' kids stupid magic tricks, and then, um, (laughs) basically a mountain burps. Right, right.
2: Yeah.
0: Isn't the scientist uh, lady, uh, Linda Hamilton?
1: You know, you
2: might be right.
0: I think, yeah, it's Linda Hamilton. (laughs)
2: Good I mean, I saw that movie so long ago, I don't even know if I knew enough yes. to know who she was at the time.
0: For, for sure. I have seen it the one time.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I'm
0: sure when I saw it, I went, hey, James James Bond is hanging out with Sarah Connor.
2: Right. <laughs> cool, I guess. <laughs> I like and then the you idea forgot of, about it, just like everything else about Dante's Peak.
0: Sure. I like the idea of, of Shin Volcano specifically because... Now Tommy Lee Jones is your Le- Yaguchi. Yeah, right. <laughs> he just, he will not, he will not brook, uh, like, any of your fucking bullshit <laughs> while you're trying to talk about all this lava rerouting stuff. But that's, that's the,
1: like, drama of it is that, like, yeah, he is just a, like, no-nonsense, hard nose, we got to get this done. But, like, the system will not allow him to be that character. Yes. You know? Like, it would get right. to a point where he would, like, punch a beat cop in the face because he's not evacuating the right way and then he would get arrested (laughs) yeah and then
0: like the middle hour of the movie is his trial (laughs) exactly
1: you're
2: right his Uh, disciplinary hearing you're right where he is
0: (laughs) where he is put on paid leave (laughs) right
2: he has to turn in his little uh scientist sketchbook and pencil
0: yeah uh, oh, that's great! I love that. That's such an awesome idea, uh, Mark. What movie is gonna get shinned up? Uh, I'm going with Shin Independence Day.
2: Nice, buddy. Or st- stop as, as they right call there. it. Stop right there. Shin Independence Day. Day. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, before you all loudly interrupted me, that's where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh,
2: <laughs> we couldn't. You couldn't restrain us from the portmanteau. No.
0: That's fair. <laughs> Shin Dependence Day is the movie that I want to see. Um, specifically because, again, just like Demolition Man, it does have that nugget already of like, especially when the aliens first show up, everyone's just like, well, what should we do? Should we nuke them? Should we communicate? Should we do this? But it's taken care of so quickly just so we can get to the explosions and the Will Smith punching and the welcome to Earthing and whatnot. Uh, and we got to have more room for Randy Quaid's drunk pilot. And... Um, so I want but I want to see a movie that is more about what would ha like, like somewhere between Independence Day and Arrival, but less worried about the language of time and more, <laughs> and more worried about like, like what legal resources do we have to deal with an alien invasion? And if, you know... We can we only attack the aliens that land on our sovereign soil? Cause there's aliens all over the world, and the U.S. has military bases all over the world. But if the you know if the aliens show up in you know fucking I don't know Russia or whatever, and the U.S. ambassador's there, and he's like, we should shoot these aliens, and then the Russians are like, no, those are our aliens to <laughs> shoot, and I want to see <laughs> the big the big UN like kerfuffle where everyone decides which aliens they get to shoot. As opposed to everybody across the world being like, I'm going to let these two renegade scientists inside that secret Air Force installation in Nevada just fly up there and hopefully that works and we'll just follow their lead. It would be great to
1: see a scene of, like, Will Smith uh, just up there in his, uh, like, hijacked alien spacecraft. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is typing away. They're about to launch the, the virus to take down the ship and then just, like... An insane fleet of just, like, Russian space helicopters come in and start (laughs) shooting up all over the place. And just like, no, we almost
0: had it. Come on. I want to see the scene where they, Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith fly all the way up there. He's typing away on his computer. Will Smith is getting his victory cigars ready. And they dock. And that little, like, window opens up. And the two gooey, like, gummy bear aliens are looking at them. And they were like we've served you with a subpoena. You have to testify in front of Congress for committing war crimes. And then comes the the rest of the movie is just a trial where they put the aliens on trial.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do like, because in, yeah, you're right, like in Independence Day and also even like in a movie like Arrival, the government is either blown up immediately and it's just like a handful of Mavericks that got to take the reins or like... Instantly, a brand new government agency is hatched from scratch specifically to deal with these aliens and are given just like unlimited budget and authority to do it. Right. But yeah, there's nothing that ever like has to work within the framework of an already established bureaucracy.
0: Yeah, I want to see the part in Independence Day where the, the guy goes over to NORAD and he's like, hey, aliens finally showed up and they're like, well, we have to do things now? (laughs) <laughs> I don't. I don't own any nice clothes or anything. I sit here wearing board shorts and a tank top, and I just listen to space noise all day. Sir, you, yeah. me, I, you tell me I got to get a suit. Come on.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think you understand, sir. All of this radar equipment is just to track Santa.
0: Wait a second. Is that what I've been listening to? I've been listening to De Santa all these years. Oh, that explains all. That explains all those jingling bells coming from space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I would like to say, on the record, I am 100% on board with NORAD Santa Tracker.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I kind of get the feeling that I get when Amazon Prime gives me that, like, street-level view of where my driver is, and he drives past my street. I'm just like, no, 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 turn around, turn around! (laughs) I feel like it's the same thing on Santa. I'm just like, no, Santa, turn around!
0: (laughs) I just like what I appreciate about it is that you never know where Santa's going to be next. And according to NORAD, Santa takes the most circuitous route around the world. (laughs) Like, Santa will be in like Lisbon, Portugal. And then next he's in St. Louis, Missouri. And then next he's in Reykjavik. And then he's in Brisbane, Australia. And then he's in Tokyo. And then he's in New York City.
2: The list he goes down is alphabetical, it's just the way it's got to be done. Yeah.
0: Now, here's a question. How do you alphabetize the A. Aronsons? Because there's got to be more than one A. Aronson.
2: By goodness. Correct. Whoa, holy shit. Yeah. Most good goes first, least good last. All the coal, I guess, goes at the end.
0: Sure. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we were able to really uh, (laughs) unpack Norad and Santa and and how Santa works. That's really good. Yeah. awesome uh any other honorable mention movies you'd like to see get shinned up
1: i mean yeah i just just because it's kind of in the it's the obvious choice but like uh they sort of tried to do it with kong skull island but then they kind of accidentally put dr steve brule in it and that takes the seriousness right out of the plot but it makes the movie
0: 100% better. Oh, it does.
1: I fucking love that movie. It's so goddamn stupid and rad, and I love that they put Dr. Steve Bruhl in that movie. He should be in so many That'll be our next mini episode. What movie gets a Steve Bruhl? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ooh. like a, like a Shin King Kong would be very I get like yeah. it would be different from the Shin Godzilla because there would be less to like scientifically figure out. And it would be more of, like, how do you just physically stop this force?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would love to, again, with the aliens, but I'd actually like to see a little bit more, like, a Shin Aliens like specifically the movie aliens were like, where you get a little bit of the bureaucracy at the beginning where they're like talking to Ridley and uh, Ripley. And she's like, fucking don't go there. The aliens kill everything they touch. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been terraforming planets. You've been asleep for 75 years. We've got this figured out, but I want to see more of the Wayland Yutani like company. Just like, I want to see that meeting
1: where they're all just like just Paul Schreier, just being like a real douchey shit bag. Yeah, see,
0: Paul Reiser, like, sitting there like, we're all agreed that uh, we're going to kidnap one of these aliens and turn it into a weapon, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes, that's great. Let's go golfing.
2: I want to see Shin Serpico, where he actually has to fill out all the paperwork for all the things he's done. (laughs) It's just
0: shot like that scene in Hot Fuzz. Right, right.
2: Exactly. He's just sitting there. Sometimes he looks up and mulls over how he's going to lie about all those people he killed.
1: Well, the good thing the good thing that's built into that is, like, you've got to get all this paperwork done for processing by five o'clock. So you've got literally, like, in the way that it cuts to Godzilla, it just cuts to the clock getting closer to five.
0: Right. Oh, good stuff. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal.
1: I'm Patrick Bromley. I am still Jonathan Rooney-Taylor.
0: And we will see you next time on this podcast pew, pew, that we do every week.
2: It's, it's bi-weekly.
1: Guys, I'm literally hovering <laughs> over the stop button. I need <laughs> to know when we stop. We already did.
2: Oh, nuts.
0: By the Counts of Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney, Taylor, and Mark Rosendahl. Please subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere you get podcasts from. Leave us a rating and leave us a review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Body Count Cast, or email us at bodycountsandbeer at gmail.com.